it's your girl Kira the Healer, and today we're gonna get a little bit personal as we talk about healing, right? But um, I know in one of my podcast episodes I have already talked about codependency and um, anxious attachment style issues, but I'm gonna talk about how I got through it, which was something that was very difficult um, because a lot of it was having to acknowledge my past, um, acknowledge the things that I did um, to allow people to continue to treat me the way that they did. Um, I had to take blame for my own actions. But before we do get into that, your girl is on Patreon. You can check me out at www.patreon.com slash healer. Um, you can also check me out if you would like to. Um, I do free content on Patreon. I do live streams. I do healing sessions. Um, I do themes um, of the week sometimes. So check me out. I'm also on Etsy if you would like to shop digital journals. I also have lots of um, different things for cleansing, spell work, so you can check me out. And that's at mysticmommyhealing.store. I'm also on Instagram at jaguar.lotus.healingstudio. Or you can check me out on TikTok at uh, Cure the Healer. But other than that, let's go ahead and let's dive in. Let's talk about it today. was a topic that was not easy. Um, Recently, I've been going through a lot of emotional patterns and changes. A lot of it has to do with the acceptance of some uh, certain situations and things um, that have occurred in my past. And for me to want to better myself, ultimately, Um, I went through, fuck, I had a dark night of the soul. I would say mine started back in uh, 2015. 2014 is when I really started getting into healing and understanding it more Um, and it just been growing and blossoming and painful and everything since then but what I would have to say um, ultimately is things are are for the better like going for the better right now that's what I can say that's what I can admit Um, it's not easy Um, this journey has been very difficult but I'm very grateful for where I am today so um For many of you who probably listen to my podcast already, um, I talk a lot about, you know, my abandonment issues as well, which um, I grew up without a father. I did have a stepfather, um, but there was never 100% full love or um, acknowledgement that I was his child. So that was something very difficult to grow into as I got older because I didn't realize how bad the daddy issues were that I was, you know, getting it from not getting any attention or acknowledgement from my biological father. But then the man who I lived with, um, along with my mother, um, my mother's boyfriend, uh, or long term long time boyfriend, long term, however you say that, um, lived in the house but was not a very good father. And um I do have a sister who is his daughter. Um And he wouldn't even, he would try his best, I guess, to show. But also when it came down to me, it was just very difficult. And in a Caribbean household, it's very difficult for a parent to express um, the love because of the way that they were raised. So ultimately, going on to this healing journey was very difficult. I'm also going to put book recommendations because I don't want to just sit here and tell you like, oh, you need to heal. Oh, by the way, you know, figure it out. Because what what would be the whole point of this, right? Um, also, side note, I just went to Starbucks. I had to be a basic bitch. I got myself an iced chai. 
iced chai pumpkin spice. Oh, I'm sorry. A chai pumpkin spice latte with soy milk. And this shit is so fucking fire. But okay. The first book that really set off the healing journey. I have a few other of them. But I will also put like the books down. Like the recommendations and stuff like that. But this was the first one that really like did it for me and it's you can heal your life i don't know if you can see it's kind of glary but you can heal your life by louise hayes this book was it for me um because a lot of the times when we have physical illnesses it manifests from emotional illnesses me doing the work that i do as a healer um i found out that trapped emotions can cause pretty much anything um physical and it'll until you release those emotions it manifests itself as some kind of physical illness so a lot of the time um for example getting chronic yeast infections or bacterial vaginosis anything that has to do with you know like reoccurring it's usually you being angry at your partner you being angry with someone but i don't want to say more so um, like your parent, I wouldn't say. I would more say somebody that you're being intimate with or somebody that you care about or love a lot. Um, but having those reoccurring issues, you need to be able to let go of the anger so you don't have these issues continually, uh, continuing to pop up. But You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hayes was the book that completely started it for me. There's another book called The Mastery of Love. I call that my Bible. It is by Don, uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, he also wrote The Four Agreements. The Four Agreements is really great, but the ones that really healed the broken heart that I had um, and for me to realize my self-worth and my value was You Can Heal Your Life and The Love of Mas uh, the Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Ruiz. So I'm going to also put the information in the description box so that you guys can have like the recommendations of the books. Um, I also have recently started Until Today by Ianla Van Zandt. Um, I'm a book person. But what I love about this book so much is that every single day you just have like a chapter. I don't know if you can see. I'm trying my best to like show y'all. Okay, you can kind of see up here there's like a date, but it's once a day. It's once a day you open it up, you read your passage, and I like to journal afterwards and reflect on what she said or reflect what's going on in my mind. Um, but yeah, that the, these books have helped me a whole lot on the healing journey. Um, but let's get into that because I don't want to just focus so much on books because even if you're not a book person, um, realizing your value and your worth is something that's very difficult because society has kind of made us put a uh, price tag on what that was, especially if you grow up with my mother didn't love herself, unfortunately. Um, and throughout my childhood, my um, adolescence, adulthood, through my teenage years, I had to witness that. I had to witness this woman be abused physically, mentally, verbally. Um, it's crazy because I didn't realize how impactful it was until my relationships and up until now. Um, I was talking to someone the other day and they were asking about my relationship. And unfortunately, I don't have a relationship with my mother, but I do always say things the most respectful way that I can. Um, my mom was very traumatized as a child um, with the stuff that she went through and she witnessed with her biological father. Um, 
and it becomes generational. The trauma, the pain, the suffering that you go through is usually generational. I witnessed my mom be abused by men. I witnessed family members be abused by men. So it was only a matter of time that was going to happen for me. Even though I would always say, like, I don't want to end up like these people. I don't want to end up like them. It was only a matter of time before it hit me. And even though the way that I dated people and the relationships I had um, with other people were different from theirs, it was still painful to understand that I allowed what I said I was not going to allow people to do to me to happen um, or that I wasn't going to be like this person and I end up being somewhat like that person, having some similar characteristics or traits. Um, but um, I witnessed my mother be verbally abused by men, um, talked down to, treated like absolute shit, um, give her all to somebody who didn't love her or appreciate her. I always, I've made jokes on my po other podcast before where I talk about my mom is a Caribbean woman. Caribbean women, they could be men beaters. Or Caribbean people, men, they can be women beaters. Um, and I'm pretty sure a lot of different other ethnicities and races have their own stereotypes that fall into these things because you always talk about like Guyanese men, Trinidadian men, that they are not faithful. And it sucks that we have these stereotypes, but then there's people like me and like you who want to break these generational curses, who want to break the generational trauma that was passed down to you. And that's what I'm doing now. And I have to say that it was very difficult for me to be able to heal it because I had to acknowledge it. I had to ad admit it. Like, as much as you don't want to be like these people, you were just like them. You were carrying this trauma. And is this what you want to uh, pass down and carry on to your child, have your child carry on? And that's when I was like... Uh, fuck no, I have to be the change, I have to be different, I have to be the one who is no longer carrying this weight of allowing people to abuse me and misuse me and mistreat me. I can't do it anymore, right? Sorry, I'm going to take a little quick water break. When my videos become popping, maybe I'll have like a sponsor every time I gotta drink water, I got a sponsorship ad or something come through, but... For right now, you're just going to have to listen or watch me drink water. But um, I had to admit that I was messed up because of what I witnessed, because of the things that I did and the things that I allowed people to do to me. I was a messed up person, um, physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, me watching my mom allow people to walk all over her and treat her like shit it made me become like a people pleaser that was one of the hardest things that I had to get over my mom was more so with men she would allow men to walk all over her and mistreat her and abuse her and use her for like money or whatever the case is but for me it was more so I it was for everyone I didn't want anyone to dislike me I just wanted everyone to love me. I wanted everyone to appreciate me because I know I'm a good person, but I would always try to show other people. But what I did by doing that was welcoming access to undeserving people who I don't need to prove my point. I don't need to prove anything to you. I don't need to show you anything. But nonetheless, I just continued to allow people to walk all over me and do these hurtful things to me. And I just welcomed it. And I would have exes tell me, like, I don't deserve you because they knew what they were doing to me and I would still continue to allow them to be there. There comes a point in your healing process where you have to acknowledge the fact that you 
allowed this to happen for so long. And I know a lot of people say, like, you can't victim shame. And I'm not victim shaming myself. But what I am saying is it came to a point where I kept saying that I wanted a, a good spouse. I wanted somebody to love me or whatever the case is. But I was still welcoming people who were incapable of doing that, who were broken, who were narcissists. Like, I kept allowing these kind of people into my life. So that's exactly what I was being given, what I was accepting when I was setting my bar low. And I had no expectations from people. I didn't, I remember a saying um, that when you set expectations, that you always get disappointed. So I don't fully agree with that because I feel like there's certain things that you, a good person is expected to do, you know what I mean? Like be emotionally intelligent, understand my feelings, understand my emotions. Um, and when I was having no expectations, it was just allow me to allow people to walk all over me. Um, because I didn't know any better and I wasn't trying to set a, a standard for myself, people were just coming in and just trampling me. Um, So now I'm a recovering people pleaser. It's so difficult now, like for me to say no, or it was difficult now, but now I've gotten not only better at it, but I stopped feeling so guilty about it. Like before it used to eat me up when I would say no to people, or I never wanted to say no to people because I always wanted people to know I'm dependable and reliable. And if you need something, you could come for me, like come to me, I got you, I'm gonna look out for you. But it was never, the energy was never reciprocated. But... Um, on my healing journey, another thing that has helped and another thing that has allowed me to be able to get through it um, was, so I said accountability, right? The books that I recommended, understanding that holding on to emotions of, you know, the past, holding on grudges that these things, even though they're emotions, you can't see them. They do manifest themselves into physical things and make you sick all the time. Another thing I had to learn to do was living for myself. And by living for myself, um, I had to start to make decisions that were beneficial to me. What I would do in a relationship was make future plans or future um, goals and stuff based off of a we. So even when I was in a relationship, I remember I would ask my partner or my ex-partner, I'd be like, well, what are your goals? And he wouldn't have any, um, but everything is like, okay, well, I want to start my own business and then I want to be able to invest in your business. So I'm, I'm trying to make 10K so that I can give you 5K. But it was like, I'm always trying to include somebody and sometimes you got to understand not everybody's going to be along for the ride. Um, not everybody's going to always be here. And I'm never saying that you're not going to meet a life partner or soulmate or somebody who's not going to be there because you will. I'm a firm believer that's going to happen for you. But you have to stop creating something for everyone else and not creating anything for you. What is, when you are in a relationship with somebody, it becomes two people, but you guys are not intertwining your lives, but living your life and coexisting together. You're still two separate entities. You're still two separate beings. But what I was doing was incorporating that person for everything that I was doing. And it was like I didn't give this person the creative space or time to be able to create anything. Or I didn't let go of the fact that maybe they just didn't have that creativity or they didn't want to be able to spend the rest of their life with me. That's why they couldn't foresee a future or anything like that with me, like the way I was. But living for other people is one of the worst things that you can do. Because you get tired and you get burned out from being a from trying your best to be able to <laughs> if 
from trying your best to be able to make people like you and under, and be supportive of people because sometimes you have to let people do their own thing, be alone, be on their own and understand that they're going to get it when they get it. If they're meant to be in your life, they're meant to be in your life, but ultimately letting them go. Okay, and I'm not saying let them go block them out your life. Fuck you, I ain't never talking to you again. But more so like, okay, if me and your vision aren't aligning right now, maybe it's just not meant to be. Or maybe, you know, I just need to keep doing me. And when I get here, if you make it up here, cool. If you don't, then hey, sorry it didn't, it didn't work out that way. But you have to start living your life for yourself. Stop thinking that you could take everybody with you. Stop thinking that you could do everything for everybody. Stop thinking that you can give people all the fucking resources and they're going to use it. Some people, yeah, they might use the resources that you give them. Some people might be like, you know, this isn't enough. I want more. And you have to learn to draw the line. Another important thing on my healing journey was boundaries, right? Boundaries was so important because I had none, okay? I literally had zero boundaries. And then I used to get so upset when people treated me like shit. And it was like, I would allow myself to be bulldozed. I would allow myself to just have everybody just talk to me any kind of way or do anything, be disrespectful. Like, men were disrespectful to me. And I'm talking about, like, so disrespectful. Like, and because I was a people pleaser and I was nice, I didn't want to say anything to piss anybody off or I didn't want to put somebody in their place when they were being like disgusting or something like that or like a pig or just rude or disrespectful. Um, and I should have stuck up more for myself. I should have set boundaries. Um, and then people will continue to walk all over you. And it's crazy because me being me, I just know there's certain lines that I wouldn't cross and try somebody and test somebody and see how much I could get away with. I wouldn't do that. But people will continue to test you and try you. And you can tell them, hey, I don't really like that too much. And they'll continue to do it. But what you have to do is set a boundary. If I'm telling you I don't like the way you're talking to me, if I'm telling you you're not being a good or a nice person to me and I have to continue to tell you this, or if you're just not seeing the actions that you're doing, I'm going to cut you off. That's just what it is. I'm not going to sit here and continue to explain it to you. I'm not going to continue to tell it to you. I shouldn't have to tell you that. That's not my job. If you feel like you're a good person and you treat everybody like this equally, that's fine. Those people could deal with it. But for me, nah, it's not going to sit right with me. If you are treating me a certain way and you're not treating everybody else like that, or if you're doing something to make me feel bad or put me down, and you're like, oh, I'm making a big deal. Well, then I don't need to be in your life. And that was one thing I had to learn how to do was set my boundaries and let people know, hey, I'm feeling uncomfortable. Another thing was being okay with cutting people out. That was one of the hardest things on my healing journey was being able to cut people out. When you're not meeting a certain expectation to be in my life because I know the person that I am. I know I bring value to people's life. I know what I'm capable of. So if I'm in your life and I'm doing A, B, and C and you're not able to reciprocate, you're not able to be there for me, you're not able to, you know, help me out, then why do I need you in my life? Why do you deserve to have me in your life? So I will cut you out. It's painful, it hurts, but sometimes you have to do these things so that you could better yourself. If you're in a relationship with your ex and your ex keeps coming around and coming back and you're telling them like, hey, it's very difficult every time you come back around and then you leave me high and dry, 
what do you think they're going to do? They're going to keep coming back until you cut them off and you set that boundary. You tell them, you can't do this anymore. I could love you from a distance. I could love you from afar. But I can't let you get this close because every time I do, you cross your boundaries and then you disrespect me. And it makes me feel bad. So you have to be able to set your boundaries. You have to be able to walk away from people. It is very difficult. I'm not saying it's easy. But being able to cut ties and release that ultimately is going to be the best for your benefit. So... When we talk about the healing journey, we talked about the books, setting boundaries, cutting people off, stop people pleasing, okay? People pleasing is never to anybody's benefit, but people pleasing, um, also being the generational curse breaker is one of the most important things. It's one of, it's one of the heaviest titles to carry, okay? Being the black sheep, but also ultimately acknowledging your mistakes and the things that you did to get you here. That's a very, very important thing. I had to admit a lot of the stuff that I did to other people as well by, um, you know, there was plenty of times that I have to say that I acted out of character, that somebody pushed me, pushed me, pushed me, pushed me, and then I snapped. And when I snapped, I'm like, this isn't me, but this person was testing me to get me there. And guess what? I completely... I passed the test. I, they got what they wanted. They got me to act out of character. They got me to act this way so that I'm not seen in this light where I'm, I know I'm a, a kind person. I know I'm a sweet person. I know I'm a good person. But some people would want to see that ugly side of you. They want to see that nasty side so they can be telling other people, like, I told you she's like this. She's crazy or you know what I mean? Like they make themselves to look at like a victim. So people will push you and they will test you and they will get you out of character but you have to understand, you don't want people like that in your life. You don't want people who's going to make you feel bad. I'm sorry, um, my dog started barking and I lost my train of thought. But ultimately, having to acknowledge that the things that you did was something that helped me be able to move on all the messed up things that I did the things of me allowing people to treat me a certain way I had to acknowledge it I had to own up to it and I had to admit it um and I had to admit that I'm not perfect and I had to admit that people have seen me in a very low horrible vulnerable state oh my god like when I think about it it's just like oh fuck but like a very vulnerable state like begging like begging on my like on my knees crying for someone to love me my codependency and attachment issues were very terrible like I never realized like how truly lonely I have felt and I had was um until like I started healing and analyzing and going back and doing the shadow work and understanding like yeah you went through a whole lot that's why you know you were the way you were and you were open and honest and you were vulnerable and People saw that and they took advantage and that's all you can do is that just peep it for what it is and just be like, okay, they took advantage, you know, they saw the opportunity, but I just can't allow this to continue to happen to me anymore. So I have to walk away. It is what it is. Another thing that has helped me on my healing journey um, is uh, journaling. Journaling always helps. I have digital journals. I also put the information from my Etsy link inside of the bio, the bio, the description box. But I do journaling as well. I always like to write what mood I'm in currently because I 
don't want to journal and it's just like, yeah, today was so great. No, like sometimes I'll be like, I'm in a fucking pissy ass mood and I'll just write about it. It makes me feel good. Like, okay, we talked about it. We got through it. We understand. Um, okay. And that's another thing. You have to realize that your emotions aren't always going to be positive during your healing journey. There's going to be emotions of despair. There's going to be emotions of sorrow, emotions of regret, emotions of um, pain and hurt and trauma. Like You're going to feel all these things. The most important thing in the healing journey is acknowledging these emotions, allowing them to surface and process them and let them go. You don't want to repress them and hold on to them. You don't want to continue to feel bad. You want to be able to like, damn... That person made me feel A, B, and C. They made me feel terrible. They made me do this. They made me do that. Or I allowed them to do this. I allowed them to do that to me. And they didn't appreciate me or value me for my worth. So I have to let them go. Okay. Realizing your self-worth is one of the hardest things on a healing journey. Especially when you come from a background where, um, for me, it was just like uh, women hold a a lower value than men. I was always just told, like, you know, men were horrible and they're no good and da-da-da. And I would see that. But then I would also see these, you know, this woman who would tell me this, go back to these same men who are treating them like, treating her like absolute caca. So it's just like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do then? How am I going to better myself? How am I going to do that? But it wasn't until I just really had, like, a nervous breakdown I had a nervous breakdown in 2018 where I shaved my head off, like my hair off completely off of my head. I had very long, curly hair that I took care of for years, even though I'm one to always change up the hairstyles. I completely just, I had a nervous breakdown and I shaved my head. Um, I went through a time where um, I was mourning the loss of my mother. She did not die, but the loss of our relationship. Um, I was with somebody who just truly didn't value me or show me that they valued me or that they love me. Um, I was in school full-time. I was working full-time. Um, and I just couldn't take the stress of life. I just felt I had gained a lot of weight. I became very insecure. I couldn't even look in the mirror at the person who was looking back because it was so painful. But I had a nervous breakdown and I shaved my head off. Um, that was the beginning of the dark night of the soul. I honestly want to do another video I'll talk about the whole dark night of the soul and everything that I went through because it was a lot um but that was part of the healing journey that I just I had kind of enough and then I started to build myself back up from there 2020 was very big for me um because um I had ooh, I had basically I was with my partner um, for a while and I started realizing that it wasn't working out between us two um, and I just it just was one of those things I just to wake up and to look at the person in the mirror and see that person looking back and being like that's not me and that's what I started noticing in the pictures I was like this person isn't me whoever this is this isn't me um, and not being able to feel comfortable in my skin or my body. And that's when I knew that I just allowed society and everybody that I had in my life to determine my value and determine my worth. And I knew I had to be more than that. I knew I was important. I knew the being that I am, it was it holds so much more value than anybody can sit here and tell me. 
But because I allowed everybody to do that, it was painful, like, to sit here and just allow somebody to put a price on me and tell me, oh, I'm not good enough because of this. I'm not good enough because of that. So I just took my power back. And that's ultimately what this was. My healing journey was me taking my power back, me bettering myself, me loving myself again, me feeling valuable and worthy again, not for anybody, but for me to look in the mirror and to look at myself confidently and be happy with the person that I am. And nobody can sit here and tell me who I am. This, regardless of the shit that I went through, regardless of everything that I went through, I could sit here confidently be, and be like, I know who I am. I know my importance. I know my weight. I know my worth, right? And I'm not going to sit here and let somebody tell me anything different. But there was a point in time where you look at me a certain kind of way, I'm going to just start crying because of the way you're looking at me. But <laughs> because I was just so just broken and fragile a lot of people are like oh you're sensitive nah I was broken and fragile I just let so many people dictate my life for such a long time that it took me forever to get here but I'm happy with the person that I am I have to say that very happy with the person that I am but I feel like I could keep going on and on about this subject about this topic um but I'm not. I'm going to leave it at this. I'm so appreciative of you for being here, for listening to me talk, blah, 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 go off about life as I always do. But thank you for listening. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube, thank you so much. Please make sure that you like this video, you subscribe to my channel, um, and also show your girls some love. If you're listening to, to this on Spotify, Anchor FM, or Apple Podcasts, I appreciate you so much for your love and support. You have been rocking with your girls since 2020, and I don't know where I would be without you. So thank you so much. I will talk to you soon. I love you. Bye.